1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Alright, appreciate
2: you tuning in this
1: afternoon Bob
2: Stoffer flying with the Oilers Reed Wilkins sitting in today I will not have inside sports tonight We are covering the uh, We're bringing you the uh, federal leaders debate I don't even know if that's the official name So it's the old debate with the federal leaders That's, uh, Brendan, what time is that? Oh, he's talking to somebody I think that's 5 to 7 And then there's a post-debate show From 7 to 8 Maybe I'll call into that Maybe maybe I'll call in to the show that's preempting my show tonight. I might do that. I don't know if they're taking... They should be taking calls. We take calls after a hockey game. Wouldn't you take calls after a debate? I would think so. Who's doing it? Breaking Rich? Why isn't Jesperson doing it? I don't know. Anyway, no inside sports tonight. So then we have hockey tomorrow, so there'll be inside sports on uh, on Wednesday. Really appreciate you tuning in. Oh, this is fun. I know this guy. He's the Oilers now headliner, courtesy Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. It's the one and only John Shannon. John, you're on with Reed today. How are you doing? Hey, Reed, how are you? I, I'm doing quite well. How's life with you?
0: Life is pretty darn good. I'm still able to wear some shorts and sneakers and uh, walk around the neighborhood.
2: Well, where are you? Are you in Toronto?
0: Yeah. Beautiful beautiful day here.
2: Oh good. Did you have people standing on bridges there?
0: Uh, what, what what's that for?
2: Well, there is this uh protest in cities around the country for the environment oh. and stuff.
0: So I don't know do, I do I, I do we have bridges in Toronto? I don't think we do. We have we have viaducts. I do you know, I don't think but I you know, there's ways to get around them here. It's not like Halifax where you're stuck in Dartmouth, you know. Right. <laughs> That's
2: so well that's good. Yeah, there was a bridge here blocked off for about an hour by some, some people wow. standing on it. I, I don't drive that early in the morning so it, it, it didn't affect me. I, I was saying we got our, our debate here, the, the leaders debate is on Ched today. Um, now you obviously a big part of your career was was producing sports television broadcasts. Probably far more exciting than producing a debate. Like did you just like set up two cameras and point at who is ever talking, I guess.
0: Well, and, and, and pray that the uh, candidates actually say something that has meat on it. Yeah, exactly. I, I have done a few political conventions. I must admit, I, I'm a bit of a political junkie. I've done a couple of political conventions, but, uh, um, I, I, you know what, I, I, I would rather uh, enjoy my job. You know, I know we take sports pretty serious in our country, Reed, uh, but I tell people we play in the sandbox. So I'd rather play in the sandbox than worry about what's going on in the political world.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Though the, convent- though the conventions must have been pretty fun, right? Because that's when you have the guy drops off the ballot and is like, who, who is he going to walk over to and throw his support behind?
0: Well, in fact, what's happened over the years, Reed, is that in both Canada and the United States, conventions there are really in many ways so live, and I, and I use the word live in that unpredictable, uh, that news people don't really know how to how to produce them and, and direct them. So what they do is they go into the sports departments and find people who manage and live with the day to day live sports television, uh, and they can uh, react quicker and better. It's uh, it's one of those ones where it's uh, uh, we we've learned over the years to fly by the seat of our pants in sports TV and and people are actually taking advantage of our inside knowledge.
2: Oh, that's it. That is interesting. That, that is pretty cool. John Shannon joining us on Oilers now. The team's 2-0, John. You can't have a better record at this point in the season. They're not perfect. We were talking yeah. about Mike Smith in the first half hour of the show, and, of course, he was a topic with Rob and I, well, after both games on overtime open line. You know, I... He's, he, there, I, some people ask me, well, is he going to change a little bit now, be more conservative? I'm like, Mike Smith's not changing. He's 37 years old. Part of the reason he's lasted in the league this long is because he is so good at moving the puck. I don't see these two gaffes making him tentative or conservative or anything like that.
0: No. Uh, no, you, you, would, you would hope after all these years in professional hockey, he would have actually learned when to leave the net. Uh, I, I think that w- when you realize who his tutors have been over his career, guys like uh, Marty Turco, uh, who were absolutely spectacular, and go back and find the mistakes that Turco made, find the mistakes that Eddie Balfour made. Um, that's that, and, and uh, I can't tell you how many times on Twitter on saturday night the words risk reward appeared um but that's what happens and and I, i do think that any team that has mike smith playing for it does take advantage of the fact that there's a third defenseman back there to move the puck up but not every defenseman makes a perfect pass every time either and so that's going to be the issue it just so happens when you have pads on and wear a mask it's a little more flagrant so putting himself in that position he can't blame anybody but himself uh, but I certainly, I still like what he does. The other thing, Reed, with, with, uh, with Mike, is you get a level of competitiveness that I don't think you see from more than a handful of athletes in the National Hockey League. There's nobody more competitive than Mike Smith, and I think that that's something that this team can really grow with, uh, and, and, and that can be contagious.
2: Well, yeah, I think I think that's a good point, and, and it's such a, a fine line that can separate. I mean, look, if you've made the NHL, you have work ethic, you you are competitive, but then there's still separation within all these elite guys, and and I've heard that about Mike Smith that he will just, just continue battling, and and the Oilers said, okay, we got to get him back for Smitty after allowing allowing those goals. You know, it, it's interesting to me, John, because. In my lifetime, I've seen such an evolution in goaltenders coming out to play the puck to stop the puck and and then adding the ability to actually transition it I aren't mean, right? I mean when, when Smith stops it he doesn't want the defenseman coming back to get it. He's like fan out I'm going to pass it. I remember Ron Hextall sort of revolutionizing that. He he obviously scored a couple of goals, but he was known for wandering and playing the playing the puck. That's the first player I can remember. Is is there anybody in your a goaltender in your mind that predates Hextall in terms of being a better puck Hanley goaltender or or maybe pushing other goalies to add that to their game or 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 is Hextall kind of the genesis of what we're now seeing 30 years 30 years later
0: well you know there's a guy that lives just outside of edmonton who's probably listening on the radio right now who will remind everybody uh that again and i'm talking about glenn hall obviously uh, he will remind everybody that Plant revolutionized the game and the sport more than any other goaltender at any time. And Plante uh, wandered and drove Toe Blake nuts. He drove Red Sullivan nuts. He drove Scotty Bowman nuts. Jacques Plante really was the wandering goalie uh, of all time in the 50s and 60s. Uh, And you're right. What happened was, and Jerry Cheevers wandered a little bit. Jerry Cheevers moved a bit, but not what Ron Hextall did. He took it to another level. Obviously, with his ability to use the stick. And then, of course, how can you, how can you just what Martin Brodeur did to the point where, uh, you know, there were rules put in place, I, I believe, uh, to dissuade Martin Brodeur to, to move the puck. I, do, I think that when you have Hextall, Brodeur, Belfort, Turco, uh, th- there, that's the reason in many ways why we see that darn trapezoid behind the net. Is that, that that trapezoid was put there because they are penalizing goaltenders and their ability to to move the puck? Mike Smith now has had to do this and adapt to having the trapezoid there as well. So those those that to me is where we are with the game. I uh, mean, in many ways, and again, I'm going to date myself, but there was a time that they didn't want slam dunks in basketball, so they made it illegal. Right. Um, and because it wasn 't fair, because Wilt Chamberlain and then Jabbar, or Lou L cinder could actually do it, and not many others could, so from that perspective, they changed the rules to make it easier for everybody else and not reward the people who' had the skill and talent and that 's what that 's what that darn trapezoid has done in the national hockey League.
2: well that 's a great discussion john and and i've i 've heard that before where you know, a lot of rules we've seen, and the, the two sports I follow the most are hockey and football. And, and a lot of the rules we've seen and changes in those two sports in the last five to ten years have been player safety oriented headshots. you know, certainly they're going out of their way to protect the quarterbacks in, in, in football. But why I, I, I kind of agree with you, like why are we putting devices and lines on the ice into the game? to restrict a player or a group of players who have a unique skill. Like, if, if there are 10 teams that have elite puck handling goaltenders and 21 that don't, shouldn't we reward those 10 teams instead of saying, no, 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 we want to bring these guys back to the pack and restrict them from going everywhere in the D zone to help clear the puck?
0: Yeah, but here's the, here's the problem, Reed. And, and we saw this uh, for years when you did see a Brodeur move the puck. Is that it? You know, the 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 world of dump and chase. um, You you know, you dump it into the zone. Berdur would flip it back out, and and there and there was very little opportunity for forecheck, and there was very little. And remember, we we we, we, we adapted rules after 2004 to increase the speed, get rid of the rid of the physical nature, got rid of the red line. We did a ton of things to try to create open and by not allowing the goaltender to handle the puck as much, there was a real belief, a real belief, that that would create more offensive opportunities because defense would handle the puck and there'd be more mistakes and a better forecheck. What it didn't contemplate was, okay, we're going to give that up, but now what's going to happen is we're going to have a lot more guys on the near, on the boards with head, head hits, and we're going to have a few more physical uh, collisions in corners that are going to create injuries and and unsafe situations. So for every time they try to make changes, and for the most part, I support most of them. I have never been really supportive of of putting the trapezoid in, but they did that in order to try to force teams to to improve their forecheck and get the puck in the open zone to create scoring opportunities. And, you know, they would argue, uh, some would argue that it's worked. Others would argue that it's created a lot more opportunities to, you know, pace the guy against the glass in the corners and create injuries.
2: John Shannon joining us on Oilers now. It's 12.45. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer today. Bob traveling with the Oilers as they will take on uh, the New York Islanders uh, tomorrow. You know, obviously there were, there were tons of storylines going into the season for the Oilers. I, I was talking about goaltending, penalty killing, depth. I, I think another storyline was... What's Leon drysettle going to do this year? You know, what can can he get to 50 again? Can he get close to 50? How is his all-around game going to go? I thought two pretty good games for drysettle out of the gate. He played 27 minutes against Vancouver on Wednesday, which is insane. He played more on the PK because Riley Sheehan's hurt likely to play tomorrow. But, you know, John, I, I you've probably seen all the stuff on, uh, on Twitter where Oilers fans will take shots at the... Uh, some of the people in the East commenting on McDavis or Drysaitel's body language. So I, I don't like to talk too much about body language because I can't tell you how a player is feeling necessarily. But I will say this: Leon Drysaitel to me looks hungry, and I also hear him in interviews and ask him questions in scrums, and he, you know, he kind of has that tone where he he says, "You you you don't think I can do it again?" Anybody doesn't think I can do it again? Just watch me. I, I mean, some players yeah. might have a season like that, and they sit back a little bit because they did it once. Leon really seems to have that attitude. Just watch me. I'm not done. That was one year. There's more to come.
0: Oh, well, I, I don't want to simplify it, but I actually think that Leon Drysaddle's just grown up, and we forget how young he is. Um, and, and when you look at the season he had last year with the ups and downs that the hockey club had last year, maybe, just maybe... What Drysaitel became as a hockey player was one of the positive pieces of residue from Ken Hitchcock being behind the bench. What I can tell you, and Reid, you know this as well as anybody. Ken Hitchcock was really tough on Leon Drysaitel, really tough on Drysaitel on the bench in practice behind closed doors. More so, maybe more so than any other player on the team. Uh, and you, and, and how you manage that is going to be a test of your character and, and the test of how long you want to play this game one aspect that says well he passed that test and I just think when I when I see him and and the, the 27 minutes against Vancouver is a great example because I really saw a mature young man play the game of hockey we've seen it with Connor all the time we see that every day with Connor we've seen it with Connor when before he even went to Erie there was that maturity but we're seeing it now I think with Leon drysedel and that really speaks volumes for some of the stuff that this organization has done properly in trying to make these players accountable it hasn't reflected in the standings in in, in the last couple of years but it, it it's you know that's where you have to be patient with players and have to understand that these guys are teenagers and and, and in their early 20s and have to grow up in so many different ways on and off the ice
2: John, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Hopefully I'll see you around the rink at some point uh, during the season. Bob will be back with you next Monday. Hope everything is great in your world, man.
0: Oh, hold on. Just a minute. I, I actually got to speak more with you on the air, Reed. I don't know if I want Bob back.
2: <laughs> uh, Bob will be back, but thank you.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
2: <laughs> that is John Shaddon, the uh, Monday headliner here on Oilers Now, courtesy of touchback safety, and uh, Reed Wilkins sitting in for uh, Bob Stoffer. Some guests on Oilers now get gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, ninety-nine ninety Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers now sent you. I-, I-, I really enjoyed listening to John talk about the trapezoid, and let's throw that out there as uh, as an off-topic topic today for textures as well. You know, is it? We've seen the trapezoid for what you know a decade or so now in the NHL. Is it, is it really just punishing the teams that, through whatever means, for the Oilers, it was a free agency at signing. Some players will draft their goalies. Is it punishing the teams that have an elite puck-moving goalie on the roster? Would you would you sooner see it out? Or is that too boring if a goalie can just roam all the way out to the corner and fire the puck up the glass or make a pass, and, and there's, there's less forechecking because a goalie is so good at it? Is is this... Is this helping the game as a whole or is it punishing the minority of teams who have elite puck handling goaltenders? I'll, I'll ask you that on 6.30, 6.30. Also time on the open line at 780 If you'd like to chime in on that or anything others related now that you've seen them win their first two games of the year. We'll call it a quick, quick timeout. <sighs>
1: Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad.
2: All right, Reid. Welcome. It for Bob Stoffer. Still want to join Oilers Now in New York City? They had two last minute cancellations, and you could fill those spots. Packages include great lower bowl game tickets in New Jersey and New York to watch the Devils and Rangers, plus a welcome reception. With Bob and special guests. For a last minute getaway to New York City, call New West Travel 780 432 7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. So that's last for this week. That's this week, New Jersey and the Rangers. Well, you better get on that if you want to go away. Eh?
1: Like now, like yesterday, probably. <laughs> They're also going to Chicago and Tampa Bay. And the Tampa Bay trip for New West travel includes a Caribbean cruise as well. So give them a call if you're into that. Is, Is Bob going on the cruise? That I cannot confirm. I don't know if he'd do well on a boat. We'd have to ask him. What's that? I don't know if he'd do that well on a boat. We'd have to ask him. He could do the show from a boat.
2: He could make a music video about being on a boat. Oh, well, that's been done that's already. That's been done, that's yeah. that Was down. that Lonely Island? Was that who did that?
1: That no, was Lonely Island. That's very, very Big funny. Andy
2: Samberg fan. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, you text six thirty, six thirty. 630, 630. Uh, Brendan Escott has a... Uh some of your texts this afternoon.
1: Yeah, we uh, well, first of all, I'll say the resounding outreach on the text line right now is in favor of Mike Smith just being Mike Smith. So the fans, oh, for sure. uh, they agree with my my opinion is is that you don't try and make him change his game because of two mistakes. Number one, it's the second game of the season, right? So uh, Jim, <clears throat> excuse me, Jim from Edmonton has said, absolutely love a puck moving goaltender. Harder for an opponent to box you in with the third D man. Smith is just playing with confidence. It's a must being that style of goalie. Another text. Tech- next year from Red Deer or Grand Prairie, excuse me. He says Mike Smith is awesome. We should have got him before Calgary did. Dexter and Edmonton. We're in trouble if we start crimping Mike Smith's style and net. He's been doing it for years with success.
2: Yeah, and I mean and I get it that, that, that some people were a little concerned, and sure, you got to iron things out with make sure your defense know what you're going to do, where you want to put the puck if there is a, a trouble situation, but, but I think they're going to figure out the more they play with them. And, and he, he does prevent a huge amount of hits and puck retrieval for the defenseman. He's going to be fun to watch. I don't know who the goalie's going to be tomorrow. It would not surprise me if they alternate on this road trip with a game every second day. I would probably put Koskinen in tomorrow to get him going, but I, uh, I understand the flip side of it where it's like, well, Smith has Now, have, Tippett said it's not winning you're in. That's not his philosophy, especially for this season with two goaltenders where they want to try and divide it as much as possible. Um, I mean, I'd be tempted to put Koskinen in and say, hey, let's get you, get you in so you're not sitting around for another two days, come back with Smith on, on Thursday night.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. I like the idea of, of, like you said, just getting Koskinen going. It was a tough preseason for him. There's no two ways about it. So I think he would uh, definitely benefit from something like where the team's getting going. And I don't want to see them wait until the the Saturday afternoon, which uh, against the Rangers, that game has plagued them for the last however many years. They are not a good team when they have to start early in the morning. So don't set them up for failure in that regard. You got to get them in before that.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think they would wait that long. I think either Costigan starting tomorrow or he's starting Thursday. Right. I, I don't think they would wait till Saturday, and and even Tippett when he he didn't say this. He said yesterday, it's not when and you're in. But last week he said, if a guy gets a shutout, I usually come back with him. But again, this year might be different because if, he's, if a guy's played four of the last five, three of the last four, and then gets a shutout or it's a back-to-back, they're probably going to go with the other guys. I mean, they're really worried about, well, I'll, I'll borrow a phrase from the last NBA season. They're really concerned about load management with these two goaltenders. Koskinen clearly showed last year that the more consecutive games he played... The, the worse he got so i i really think especially with with him they want to try to limit it i mean it it could it could wind up being uh you know 50 what would it be 50 32 smith maybe but i but i don't think they'd want to get too high into the mid 50s or high 50s for appearances for smith either even if he keeps playing solid and racking up the victories it's going to be interesting to watch I, I mean, it's pretty easy to say. I, I would think it's going to be 2-2 two and two on this road trip. All right. We are still going to have, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Oil Kings as we move on tonight. We'll have some highlights from our conversation with Wayne Gretzky. He joined Rob and me in Studio 99 on the City Ford Faceoff show on Saturday. He said some really interesting stuff and uh, some really interesting stuff about Mike Smith. That's all coming up after the 1 o'clock news.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.